I'm trying to tell you, like you would, you would have so many different like revelations and things to say. We need to do a petition to get Samora outside. That's what I think um, at this point. If you want to put together a uh, <laughs> a compensation package, okay, uh, the passport is on deck. Yeah. Okay. Um, because don't let me outside and it just be you know on the corner on Brooklyn. I yeah, don't, I don't need you. That's no, no, not. No, no. You're not that gonna see outside. a revelation of God. Like, there. come on. You now. may see him protecting right. you from danger. Take seen me to in the Bahamas. Scene. Okay. Yes. Put me on a yacht. Yeah. Okay. And be like Samora, connect with God. Amen. I'm yes. there for that. Mm -hmm. All right. Come on, connection. You can do it. <laughs> I believe in you. Yes. Whoever the you is, God, God is talking to you. <laughs> right Come now. Come on in here. So we'll see. But so. <laughs> <laughs> I snorted. <laughs> the seed today is outside. It's the outside seed. <laughs> Welcome back to the Shattered Hole Podcast. I am so grateful that you are here, that you decided to click and to join, okay? Here at the Shattered Hole Podcast, we are here to talk, feel, and heal together by doing what? Acknowledging our hurt, claiming our healing, and living as a new creation. Shondo. Hello. And we're so excited to do so. Listen, I don't play with your time you know how i feel about that you know how i feel about the fact that you took the time to listen which means we have to make sure that it's worth the listen and i could not do that this episode without my girl without my lady miss amicia parker come on yes. listen the love i have for this woman here Okay, the listen, she literally is in my phone as love bug. <laughs> okay, like I love this one. Here, and, um uh I wanted to bring her on and as you can see, we have some amazing art that is behind me. Let me tell um, y'all about prophecy though because uh -oh. sis didn't even know what art I was going to bring and look at her outfit. Coordinated. Coordinated. Perfectly. Listen, I like coordinated. to coordinate. Look at like John Witherspoon. It's that John Witherspoon anointed. Coordinate. 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 <laughs> um, but I wanted to be able to talk about the heart of the art. Oh, art of the heart. Both. <laughs> like both. Um, because there is something amazing that happens um, when we can use the art that gift that God has given us um, as a tool, um, an expression, as emotion, as so many different depths of different things that it can be to really be a part of our healing, um, our heart process. Absolutely. Yeah. So, but before we get into all of that, <laughs> first, Emisia, will you tell the people who, who, who 
PC or Parker? <laughs> I'm still figuring that out. Um, but I guess on paper, Emicia Parker is a classically trained fine artist, community leader, educator, and um, just writer, creative, multi-hyphenate who is based in Brooklyn, New York, yet is from Jamaica. Jamaica, big up yourself every time with a little bit, but with Tawa. <laughs> um, and that is the briefest intro I could give. I got you. I got you. I got you. <laughs> um, I will not mess around with the, with the fake accent, though I do it privately. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you and tell you that I don't. <laughs> Cause, cause it's I really do. your birthright. It, I mean, I'm surrounded by Jamaican, by the Caribbean mm -hmm. community. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let me, let me in, folks. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, we need somebody who can make the mac and cheese differently. Because as much as I love my Caribbean people, macaroni pie is just not, it's not what the Lord has made. I got you. That I macaroni you. and cheese. Huh? Like that's what the and I can do made. it either way. Okay, mm -hmm. I was like, if you want the real cheese, or if you're vegan, whatever you need. That's true. Cause the first year that I met sis, she bought me a vegan mac and cheese, and it was on point. I'll it was on point. You. I thought it was gonna taste like you. styrofoam. Cause every time <laughs> vegan people tell you they got a substitute, not quite. Nah, but it was it was hit. It tastes just. It actually tastes better than many people's regular macaroni and cheese and that's saying something because i'm black like black black <laughs> i don't just play one black, on the internet black black, black black all that all <laughs> yes. that all that all exactly that, all that so i'm like i'll do that for you <laughs> thank you friend um <laughs> <laughs> the um i was like but i was like i don't want to like i don't want to hold people um hostage because i know they got questions yeah. right so we have a couple of pieces behind me, but we're gonna start with we're gonna start with this one. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us about the journey? Mm. Who who is she, mm. and what's her journey? Sure. So I guess starting out, um, I just wanted to piggyback on something that you said earlier mm -hmm. about like art and how like art was really created to help us heal. Mm -hmm. I was a philosophy minor in undergrad. And um, when you study like the father of philosophy, Socrates, um, the writings that we have of his are basically Plato's apology and things that Plato wrote. Um, and he didn't actually believe that art was something to be respected because he didn't feel like the world that we lived in was like the real world. Mm -hmm. He felt like the forms were the real world. And so um, the world that we lived in was like an imitation of like the real world. And Plato, who was his mentee, believed the same thing. But then you have Aristotle and Aristotle's poetics basically offer a different perspective where it's not because for them, if if the world that we live in is an imitation of reality and then art is an imitation of the world that we live in, then it's like twice removed from anything yeah, real. Yeah. But Aristotle was able to say that what art does that's very important is catharsis. Um, in those times, like the Greeks, when they would go to the theater, um, they were very effusive. If they saw someone on stage dying, they would cry very effusively. Mm -hmm. If something funny happened, they would laugh very effusively. And it gave them this 
outlet in society to be able to fully express their emotions. And that's what made art important Mm -hmm. to Aristotle. And I would agree. I think that that's what makes art important is because, you know, we're not really often able to express what we feel Mm -hmm. in a way that is societally sanctioned. You know what I mean? People will absolutely come for you (laughs) if you express your emotions in the wrong way. Mm -hmm. But art gives you the ability to do do so. It's not questioned in the in the same way because it's uh, well, this is just art. And because Mm -hmm. it is this perceived separation Mm -hmm. when it really is the depth it really is it really is the depth and because there is no there's not the same amount of judgment there you have people who have criticisms Mm -hmm. um, of the art but it's not the same because i have already expressed it literally so your criticism is an after effect that doesn't matter because i finally allowed it to get out of me and be expressed authentically that part that part and so, we do that yeah. in the arts because I feel like even like Mary J. Blige, like everyone wants Mary J. Blige to have a breakup so she can make that album that they want to listen to. You know what I mean? But it's like if she were to just do interviews, bashing can do, it would be like, well, she bitter. But when she put it on wax, now you dancing. Now you don't want hateration at the dancery. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like. Art gives you that ability to yeah. then express. Yeah. So. Um, there's freedom there. Yes. There, There is a freedom there. And there is a level of connection um, that is not allowed in any real other mm-hmm. m- medium of expression. Mm-hmm. Right. That's why like, they go, oh, music. Music doesn't need permission. You know, if you just hear a beat, it has permission to have your feet tapping mm-hmm. or to move you to tears because it was able to go into the back of your subconscious and tap Mm -hmm. onto a memory Mm -hmm. that you didn't even know you had that part and pull this thing out of you and now you're like oh my god I don't know why I love this song but I do Mm -hmm. and it's not even the song that you love you love what the music is able to do through you Mm. it is poetic it is art it is it is art in many dimensions so as you were um creating because you created multiple series which i'm so blessed to see and view and to know some of the stories of them like i can't just look at the picture and see the picture (laughs) like i like i can't just look at the and i don't think anybody should um like, cause on the surface, it's just beautiful. Thank you. But when you get to the depths of the story, it mm. comes to life. Thank you. So would you tell us about the life? Absolutely. Yeah. So this painting, Sheba, um, I actually hadn't painted in like, I think it was 15 years. I think it was 15 years. Mm. It was when my mom was dying. Um, because there was like no, the world was desaturated. Like there was no color in the world. There was no reason to create art. And like you said, it has to come. It's almost like a fountain that comes from a well inside of you. And Mm -hmm. if that well is dry, you just can't produce. So, um, I didn't paint for like 15 years. Um, and so during the pandemic, you know, here I am pandemicking. Um, with everyone else mm-hmm. trying to figure out when I'm going to be able to buy more toilet paper 
um, <laughs> because it's literally all out at the supermarket. All right. Eating a lot of snacks mm -hmm. that I had no business eating. Come on, snack. Um, yeah, because yeah. it was just... It was, it was a prerequisite that it would have high fructose corn syrup. Like, if it didn't have high fructose corn syrup, I didn't want to eat it during the pandemic. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so like It just wasn't appropriate. It wasn't appropriate. Get out of here, asparagus. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, I was just doing those things. And then, like, out of nowhere, I just got the, um, the passion to start painting again. Mm -hmm. And I really feel like it was a result of my own healing process. I think that I had healed. I, you know, I always use the term trauma lasagna. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes there's so many layers of trauma that you're working through that you get to one layer and you work through that. And now you access a part of yourself that had gone missing for so long. You know, mm. like there are like trauma can bury the best parts of you. And so I had healed to a place where I was able to access the artist again and I just wanted to paint something. And initially I was going to paint like a self-portrait um, and I was like, I want some animals in it. I really love Frida Kahlo, a lot of her self-portraits with animals. Um, and so I was like, I want to just put some animals in it. But then once I started like creating her, I was like, I actually want her to be really dark. That was like the first design decision that I made in terms of color. Like I want her to be an unambiguously, richly chocolate black woman. On, yeah. And so, you know, that was the first thing. And then I started drawing these birds and I wasn't really sure what kind of birds they were going to be. I had never painted a bird before. Mm. Never painted a bird before. Can't so, tell, sis. Can't thank tell. you, friend. <laughs> I was like, I was just here freestyling and swashbuckling. Um, I did not know how those birds were gonna come out, y'all. <laughs> but God, but hey, but God, Shando. So, um, <laughs> don't start me up. Um, so I started making the birds and I was just like, you know, I knew that she, I wanted her like outfit and everything to be purple. Mm. So I just started finding birds that I felt would like coordinate with how I wanted, um, the purples in her outfit to be. And I chose first a lilac breasted roller right here. Um, and I had no idea what the symbolism of any of these birds were at the time, y'all. I really just feel like God just was guiding me to certain mm. things because he loves doing that. It's like the dots connect at the end, but like in the meantime, it's just about the trust. Um, wow. and those dots do not look like they are about to connect. Them dots look real dotty, um, and spotty and you don't mm -hmm. want them dots, mm -hmm. but you know, I saw the lilac breasted roller. I was like, this has to be there. Then I saw the green parakeet, the green parakeet. I was like, that has to be there. And then the bluebird. And I was like, that has to be there. So I just created them. And then I ended up like looking up like the symbolism of the birds. And so I found that um, in Kenya, the lilac breasted roller is actually the national bird of Kenya. Mm -hmm. And it's known to be um, a bird that works really, really hard for its prey. Like when it's time for it to find food, like it goes on really like, you know, high uh, pedestals to look down. It has a very unusual habit of finding food. Mm -hmm. And so they're known to be hard workers. And that is the symbolism of um, of the lilac breasted roller. Mm -hmm. Then I looked at the green parakeet and across cultures that tends to be a bird that symbolizes patience. 
And then the bluebird across cultures is typically um, emblematic of like good things on the horizon mm-hmm. or like good things to come. Yeah. So I put the birds there. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Like, cool story, bro. Um, <laughs> but the dots still weren't connecting. Yeah. Um, until I finished her. And then I'm like, what do I name her? And I wasn't sure. And then the name Sheba just kept coming to me. Mm-hmm. It was just like Sheba, Sheba, Sheba. And I'm like, am I just calling her Sheba because she's a dark-skinned black woman? Right. Like, you know? And it was just like, no, no matter what name I chose, Sheba just kept coming back. And then I looked up Sheba, and Sheba actually means daughter of a promise. And at that time, when I actually painted this, like I was really impatient. Because there was something that I was believing God for that still hadn't manifested. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the reminder to me that God sent this as a reminder to me that, yes, you are the daughter of a promise. If God has given you a promise and you are his child, then you are the daughter of a promise. Correct. So what is your job now until the promise manifests? Mm -hmm. Work hard. Be patient and know that that good thing is coming. Mm. So I feel like God sent that as a reminder to me and then as a reminder, you know, to all of his daughters and to all of his children that if he says it's going to happen, it's going to happen. But you have a job to do in the meantime. Uh, So many things. (laughs) Uh, Because I get... Listen, if you're used to me by now... choreography for me. It is... It is... It is so... Listen... So, (laughs) so, so many things Um, that it is. I got to go back to the dots were looking real dotty Mm -hmm. and it wasn't connecting in process, gathering all the individual components, Mm -hmm. not understanding the full picture or even having a vision for what the end looks like. And you hit the nail on the head because you don't know the full picture. I drew this. I didn't know the full picture. I just knew she's going to have her eyes. She's going to have eyes right here. And she's going to have a nose in between her eyes. I didn't know the whole. I didn't know the full picture. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that is existence. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like, I, if you, if you can see every single aspect of what it is that you're doing and where you're going and and how you're moving mm. and that there's there's no surprises or nuances is because your picture is extremely small literally that part literally that part and it's probably it, it's, it's it's you created not god created that's so real the the tribulation in the requirement of trust in the requirement of hard work in the requirement of patience and the requirement of belief of a good thing and the in the balance that that all requires is only necessary when there's something so big and so out of your natural ability to reach it requires um you to be in this posture absolutely so listening and being able to put it in the art before you were able to implement it into your reality what did just looking at the art of it after like what was your conversation with yourself we can see a conversation with god but what was your conversation with yourself like after you put 
all the dots together. Mm. And now what you need to operate in is looking at you. Wow, that's a heavy question. You see why I love her? There's nobody else in your life that's going to ask you that question, friends. <laughs> I just want you to know, like, you know, uh, Poppy, who makes your sandwiches at the bodega, is not going to ask you. Your parents aren't going to ask you. Your spouse isn't going to ask you. No one's going to ask you these questions except Samara. So thank you, Samara, for that. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> to answer the question, um, I felt a conviction. Like, God sunned me. You know, I always say whom the sun sons is sunned indeed. Um, because God definitely sons us. Um, and it was a conviction where I was reminded that God is a designer. Ooh. Because it's like somebody will look at this and say, oh, you know, she's a great artist because, you know, she drew birds. And it's like I drew birds that already exist. Like, so I traced the blueprint that was already here. Mm -hmm. But you can give me props for being a good artist or a good designer by drawing something that I didn't even conceptualize so imagine the magnitude of design brilliance that it takes to put a bird, the first parakeet together. And not only aesthetically, the beauty of it, the colors of it, like the juxtaposition of, you know, where the feathers are and the beak and all of that, but the internal functioning. Yeah. The fact that it has different systems. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It had cells. Yeah. Like, so... It, it was a reminder that I have a fraction of what God has, a mm -hmm. minuscule fraction of mm -hmm. what God has in terms of design. Yeah. And if I can appreciate his design for a bird, right? And I can appreciate his design for the leaves, the monstera plant. Why am I still having difficulty appreciating his design for my life? So definitely felt very convicted. Still feel convicted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just in you saying that, I I I connect with that in so in so many different ways because, um, and we talk about and we talk about mm -hmm. this like I really do like love God for real. Mm -hmm. No, you like, love him for real. For like real. I just need y'all to know, okay? Because one of my pet peeves is these people who throw their hands in the air and say I love God more than everything, but you still have everything. You know what I mean? So that's a hypothesis, really. <laughs> so when you lose everything and mm -hmm. you still love him, then, yeah, you love him more than everything. And there's very few people who have lost enough to be able to say that and they're not hypothesizing. This woman is one of those women. So she loves him for real, for real. Girl. <laughs> I don't. Hey. Um, <laughs> that part. Um, but, no, I really, I, 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 do, I do love him. Um, and I believe him. Mm -hmm. And when you hear that, it, I'm like, you, if you, if you don't, if you're not deep enough in a relationship mm -hmm. where you've gone through anything, mm -hmm. like an expectation of God, mm -hmm. you stop short at, oh, that's so amazing that she, you know, she really trusts and she really believes mm -hmm. God. I'm talking about that I really believe him, so that's why we argue. Yes. Not to say that he argues back with right. me. I be arguing with myself, but I be, you know, like, putting myself <laughs> into, you know, because my arms ain't big enough, you know, ain't long mm -hmm. enough to box with guard. You remember, the, 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 I'm, I'm dating myself, but you know what I mean. <laughs> 
And I was like, because I believe you, mm-hmm. I then allow my imagination to write an expectancy of the time frame of when I expect him to do something because mm-hmm. I believe the promise. Yes. The problem is I didn't let the promise be the promise that mm-hmm. I added on time frames, that I added on contingencies. Mm-hmm. I added on the person that it would come to. Mm-hmm. I added on all these things. And then I turned back to him and was the like, package. you broke my heart. Yeah, literally that part. And he's like, but I didn't add any of that stuff. I told you that I told you that I would heal you. I didn't tell you when I would heal you. I didn't tell you how I would heal you. I didn't tell you any of those things, but I did promise healing. Mm-hmm. And my healing process is better than yours because it, it will be instrumental in the way that you then build your muscle so that when you are on this other side of after and healing, mm. you'll be able to sustain the life of what healed requires. Mm. But I don't want to hear that because this dot is dotting. Right. <laughs> Just get me out of here. This, 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 this <laughs> dot is dotting. And so I'm like. You have like the convictions and you're like, I'm still, I'm still in that place and I'm still learning, but you didn't stop there. You kept going. Mm-hmm. Like the, 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 the first picture wasn't enough <laughs> to stop, <laughs> to stop you and be like, I don't like, I don't like that after this, that you having this conversation <laughs> with me, with the thing that I created with my own hand. And it doesn't matter that you created me with your hand. We're not talking about that right now. Mm. So what drove you inspired, encouraged, mm-hmm you to keep going wow um that's big um so the first thing i would say is to your point like you are so so right about like you know like just wanting the dot to stop dotting (laughs) and not even thinking about the design Mm -hmm. that it's creating um and it's so it's so ironic because i look at you as a fellow job (laughs) you know like I, i know very few jobs no no shade Mm -hmm. actually all applicable shade most christians don't really have to go through deep deep job experiences Mm -hmm. they're kind of sheltered you know god doesn't allow things to get too too crazy for most people um but you're a job and ironically when job was crying out and god answered him god answered him by talking about design he sure like, do, did. do you feed the young lions, Job? Do you know where the storehouse for the snow is? Like, that was God's clapback was I am a designer. And if you can trust that I'm doing all of these things in nature, then you can trust that I'm doing something beautiful with your life as well. And Job's response was just like, surely I spoke what I didn't understand Oof. because there's something in design. And so I just, even in drawing this, like I was just kind of blown away by the fact that like each of us and our gifts, talents, skills, and abilities, Mm -hmm. we carry an aspect of who God is. Yeah. That allows us to understand him better. Yeah. You know, like I read in Zephaniah where it says he rejoices over us with singing. Mm. And I feel like I don't even feel that to the full capacity that a musician would. Because I see when my friends who are singers, when they have babies and they sing over their children. Oh, my God. And just the joy in their faces and the joy in their hearts. Yeah. And so it's just a reminder that, like, each of us has this unique little aspect of who God is. Yeah. That allows us to connect with him differently. And so it challenged me with the design thing. So to answer your question about what made me keep going, honestly, um, I think when you're wired to be an artist, creating art is like compulsory. 
Uh, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like it's like trying to stop yourself from having to use the bathroom. <laughs> you know what I mean? Some, there has to be a blockage. Something yeah. has to be wrong for you to not use the bathroom. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's similar, I think, with art in terms of, like, I just create art now that that part of me is exposed again um, because I feel like I have to. So the next painting was another picture in this series, Naomi. Mm -hmm. That was the one with the woman with the locks and she has um, the caterpillar, the butterfly, the praying mantis. That one. I felt honestly like each painting, like it wasn't supposed to be a standalone painting, that there was supposed to be a series. Mm -hmm. Like this is a sentence in the healing series. But the paragraph is all four of those pieces. Uh, so uh -huh. it's like this first sentence was just like when you first know that you're supposed to start healing and the reminder that there is a promise because that's what keeps you going. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Because you do not heal if you don't feel like there's a better you on the other side of that. Truth. Like truth. If you feel like you're going to be worse on the other side of it, you're not. You even don't even start. start. You don't even start. You don't even start. So you have to start with the promise. And then the second part is um, the woman, Naomi, like she has, uh, I don't have it with me, but she has a, a butterfly. She has a caterpillar and a praying mantis on her shoulders. And it was about just the metamorphosis because that's what, you know, a butterfly really represents in nature mm -hmm. is this animal that starts out completely different. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then becomes something completely different. And, mm -hmm. you know, I felt like I was in my caterpillar phase. Yeah. You know, where it's like, you're cool the way you are because caterpillars are beautiful to me. Mm -hmm. I think they're so dope. I have a memory being little kitty Misia of like being on a school trip and we're laying out in the grass and I just see this caterpillar and I'm just letting it crawl on me. And everyone's like, ew. ew. And I'm like, it's so pretty, <laughs> you know? And people are like looking at me and I'm like, y'all all got ringworms. Um, I didn't get a ringworm. So clearly I'm doing something right. Uh um, <laughs> but you know, as a caterpillar, it's beautiful as it is, but it also is aware that there's a different nature inside of it. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, that you have the potential to be something more. Yeah. You know you have the potential to fly. Yeah. Imagine being stuck on the ground and you know you have the potential to fly. So when it comes to nature, you know, caterpillars go into a cocoon mm -hmm. and then they become a butterfly. But we don't have that luxury as yeah. human beings, you know? Right. So the praying mantis represents like prayer, devotion, dedication, you know, like just that commitment to the, the things that are necessary for us to become a butterfly. And I felt like that was the second sentence in the healing process, mm -hmm. you know, because this is about the promise, but there's also the process that comes with the promise. We all want the promise. We don't want the process. Right. But the second piece is about the process. Yeah. And the third piece in the healing series that I'm working on now, it's like a woman underwater. So there's going to be like fish and like an octopus. It's so it's so pretty already. Um, I'll be showing you guys more of that within the next couple of weeks as I'm doing it. You'll be mm -hmm. able to see me like get it done. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's just the part of the healing process where you feel like you're drowning, <laughs> where you feel like you are drowning, where yeah. you're just like, man, I cannot do this. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So what keeps me going to answer your question is that there's just more to say. There's more to say. Um, it's incomplete, like just with one sentence. There's mm -hmm. more to say. Yeah. First of all, there was so much in that and my brain is exploding. 
<laughs> I just, I just, I just. That says just more about to... your brain than it does about my right. statement. So. <laughs> it's just like because um, your mind is so gorgeous. So is your mind. <laughs> I'm like, it's. So I wish good. I could be Miss Frizzle on the Magic School Bus. I would <laughs> so jump into Samora's brain. I'm like, I'm you sure? mildly afraid. Of what I would find. Because I feel like, like it would just be deep. Like, I just feel like we would just be rolling down mad hills. I can feel like. Yeah. But I, it would still I be beautiful, like, though. Yeah. It It'd would, be like glittery hills. Right. Truth. <laughs> truth. And a lot of randomness. Mm-hmm. Right? Because it, it just is. I'm like, you got to balance it out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You'll be talking one. You'll be going one minute. And you'll be like, yeah, you know, like, God is amazing and wonderful. And then you'll go into this <laughs> thought. And you'll be like, oh, this is like, look at this, like, theological question and then you'll see somebody twerking in the corner <laughs> it'll just be it, catfish it'll, coming catfish it, coming you know what I mean peanut butter jelly top why why is that there why is why is that why is that there I mean no and one there's a parakeet and there's a parakeet <laughs> yeah talking about don't worry about it be patient <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is who I am, guys. Yes. You got to know who you are. And we love um, who you are. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. But I love the your your mind is beautiful um, because um, it can weave in and out of different spaces where it accumulates all of this like information and I love you're a researcher so you're going to go into the depths and the dives of the why and where it came from and the historical <laughs> context of it and where you, and I'm like take me there um, <laughs> I'm like teach me your ways um, but then being able to go I know all this information because this is the part I want to I want I want to hit I know all of this information yet it doesn't remove the pain the pain yeah it doesn't remove the pain. It doesn't remove the pain. It does let me know that the pain is not just to be pain. Yes. There's a purpose in the pain. There's a purpose in the... There's mm-hmm. a, you, look, you already put purpose. You put promise. You put process. And now you're going into... Purpose. That there's purpose. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that purpose part, to get to it, does require a submerging and you're like i wish it didn't i ooh, girl i wish it did not you have to surrender and you that's know, what that and, 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 is. and let me say the duality of that mm-hmm. i wish it wasn't because of the feeling that i feel in the time that it's happening mm-hmm. but honestly i have never gone through what I've gone through in the depths of the hardest of situations, mm. gotten through it, over it, and looked back, recognized all of the things that it has empowered me to be able to not just endure, but to thrive and live fully mm. in. Like, and it's, if you can hold on long enough to one Give your perspective to God Mm. and allow him to show you something different Mm. so that you can survive in the hard place. Yes. And then two, 
give yourself the benefit of after. Mm. Because why even pay attention to a promise? Did y'all hear the benefit of, I want to get that tatted on my forehead. (laughs) The benefit of after. The benefit of after. That's a book. Yeah, I. I That's a book. Samora? Oh, here we go. I'm not doing this with you. (laughs) The benefit of after. My God on today. Mighty God of Daniel. Heard. (laughs) Heard. I ain't gonna fight you. We're on camera. (laughs) You're gonna fight me later. That's what that means. I'm like, I'm like. (laughs) People are watching. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, I'm like hurt. I'm like, with that benefit of the after is such um, a necessity, and the the beauty that that I see in your paintings is a conversation when I'm deaf. Yeah. When hearing you in my ear doesn't work, so I can hear you through, like. The depths of the way that you can speak to me, mm-hmm. like you created your look, the ultimate designer, you created this world. So there is communication and language in any facet. And and y'all, before we had like a finished Bible, mm-hmm. the first revelation of God is through creation. Like Romans talks about that exhaustively, how people are able to see not only that there is a God, but characteristics of the nature of God Mm -hmm. from the way that, you know, we see nature. And we're so disconnected from that, I think, in our gender. Because we live in buildings. We buy our food from supermarkets. Yeah. We don't have to interact, you know, with With nature nature. at all. Right? Like, we're so sheltered. Someone else is paid to do that. Exactly. Yeah. And because of that, I don't think we see those things in real time. Yeah. I... Huh... Are you to mess me up? Cause I don't like outside. Um, <laughs> I'm like, but now I'm like, am I missing an experience with you, Lord? Yeah. Because I just won't allow outside. Inside. Inside. Mm-hmm. Are you trying to? <laughs> now you trying to, to have church. Outside. You need to have bug In spray. Um, you need to have proper clothing. You need to have water. You need to okay. have certain supplies. Okay. But being outside is a beautiful thing. Yeah. And this? my homie hooked me up <laughs> with a floss water. What up? Ooh. Electric. I can see. Take it out. I'm it's trying portable. to tell you, God is he's that's a dot. <laughs> <laughs> you need to connect that dot and get outside this. Because this time last year, I was actually in North Carolina visiting yeah. some friends for the holidays. Because mm. everybody knows the holidays are trash for me. So my friends invited me to North Carolina and I'm out there and I'm in their backyard and I'm just watching birds like just build nests. And I'm like, you guys are able to build something that nurtures the next generation of you from found objects. It's like a twig here, a leaf here, you know, a little piece of straw and you build this thing that keeps you safe. From found objects. You see, if you were out in nature, I'm trying to tell you, like you would, you would have so many different like revelations and things to say. We need to do a petition to get some more outside. That's what I think um, at this point. If you want to put together a uh, 
a compensation package. Okay, uh, the passport is on deck. Yeah. Okay. Um, because don't let me outside and it just be you know, on the corner on Brooklyn. I yeah, don't, I don't need you. That's no, no, my. No, no. You're that not gonna see outside. a revelation of God. Like, there. come on. You now. may see him protecting right. you from danger. Take me to the Bahamas. Okay. Yes. Put me on a yacht. Yeah. Okay. And be like Samora. Connect with God. Amen. I'm yes. there for that. Mm-hmm. All right. Come on, connection. You can do it. <laughs> I believe in you. Yes. Whoever the you is. God, God is talking to you. <laughs> right Come now. Come on in here. So we'll see. But, so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I snorted. <laughs> the seed today <laughs> is outside. It's an outside seed. <laughs> but um, I'm like, uh, just like listening to that. And I'm just like, man, we... We allow so much noise in. Yes. And and God is like, I'm not intimidated by your noise. Um, I can communicate with you anyway, but you do have to invite me in to have the conversation. That part. Because the Holy Spirit's a gentleman. And I love and I love that because mm-hmm. here's the thing. This world would violate you and mm-hmm. think nothing of it and then tell you to apologize to it for violating you. But you can say what you want about God, but he has a respect for you. Not that you deserve respect, but he gives you respect because he has commanded himself to do so. Mm. So if God, who has to bow down to no one, no one has put himself in a space where he has to ask Mm. you and allow you permission, invitation, uh, invitation. Mm It is already a communication to you that you're valued more Mm. than even the nature Mm. because it bows to him. And there's Mm. no there's no communication with nature that tells him a consideration. Mm -hmm. He has a conversation with you because he made you in his image. Yes. And that piece, that piece of him, that piece of him that's talking back to him. He has a respect and honor for it that and a love insane. for it in you so much so that he loaned you his breath mm. that's still breathing all this millennia later mm. because I always desired you. Mm-hmm. I didn't need you. I wanted you. Yes. When, when I, um, Arthur Pink is a theologian from like nice from like 17 i believe i'm like hundreds or so y'all and should see her book she got a lot of books at the <laughs> so she's saying that she not freestyling like she actually write about this man she about to teach us something yeah like he has um a, a book of attributes of god and the sovereignty of god first of all i dare you to get through the first chapter without wow. really just checking yourself mm. but one of the things is that word long for me. Mm. Who am I, God, that you would long for me? Knowing all the things that I would do before I was formed in my mother's womb and all the things that I would think of you mm. before I was formed in my mother's womb, when I would be blinded and I couldn't see your good, I could only see the experience of the hard that I was in. Who am I, God, that you would long for me? And that's why I tell you, how important you are, Mm. how needed and necessary and valued you are Mm. because you have a God of the absolute universe who longed for Emesia. That's insane. I don't feel longed for. And I know that. Mm -hmm. And I know that. I mean, not by God. I feel longed for by like the guys in my DMs. You know what I'm saying? But like. Stay out of there. (laughs) 
I don't. I really don't go in there. <laughs> I'm talking it's to Jumanji them. in there. I'm talking to them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm from Brooklyn. Now, the... <laughs> she really put her hands on you. My producers... Everybody that was here hard. was like nodding, <laughs> that, y'all. That, Everybody I here grown. was nodding. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There was a consensus that um, <laughs> she will, in fact, put her hands on you. So that part. Or oh, I know people. The... <laughs> Everybody can say Goons for Christ okay. Is that the ministry GFC It's not a bad It sounds catchy The I was like But but knowing I was like knowing that And here's the great thing You don't have to feel it For it to be true mm-hmm. And um, But there is a There is a space That does require For you to know it though Yeah I think knowing it is transformative Yeah I think when you know that, that just changes everything in yeah. your life. Yeah. Your whole the, perspective. Yeah, because knowing survives when feelings don't. Mm. Bars, y'all. That's <laughs> bars. Yeah. Listen, we're going to talk forever. You know how we do. <laughs> you know how we do. This is how uh, we really talk to each other, y'all. Yeah, we'd be like on the for life. five hours. Mm-hmm. And just I'm talking okay like that. this. Yeah. Um, that's why I'm like, no, no, no. Hold on. <laughs> what day? Because I need the day. <laughs> I need the day. But I value um the transparency of the journey that you're on. Thank you. I value it more that you're still on it. Mm. Um because it is there have been times where I've opened up my timeline and I can't tell you how many people just was like I cannot. Mm. And some have not said anything and some have said but I just can't. I never got to know. Mm. I only stayed in feel. Mm. And that's why I try to teach people to separate the feelings from the facts and lean harder on the facts, mm-hmm. even when your feelings can't line up with it. Yeah, that's so, hard. That's hard. And it goes back to something you were saying earlier about mm-hmm. like, even if you can intellectually assent to something, it doesn't take the pain away. It doesn't. And I think that like one of the things that is very hard for me to reconcile um but is real is that sometimes the pain doesn't go away because it's not supposed to yeah like this week i had like a horrible toothache like my tooth just started hurting out of nowhere i'm not gonna say out of nowhere two years ago my dentist told me you should get this tooth removed and i told him to mind his business because i'm grown and i didn't have time that week um and i wasn't gonna make time so my tooth was fine um, until it wasn't right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it started hurting really bad last week and it didn't matter anything else that I thought I had planned on my dossier to do. Mm-hmm. Like everything on my dossier was like, we're, we're not happening because we're, we're in pain, we're right in pain. Now, you know? And I think that the job of pain is often to cause you to pay attention to something. Yeah. Pain brings all of your energy, all of your attention, all of your focus, to a specific thing. Yeah. I didn't care that like my pinky nail toe polish was chipping. All I could think about was that tooth. Correct. All of my attention was at that tooth. Yeah. And when you think about like the civil rights, you know, movement. Mm-hmm. Pain. Would there have been a civil rights movement without If there pain? was no pain. Would there be mothers against drunk driving if there wasn't pain? Correct. You know, would there be a St. Luke's, you know, children's hospital for children with cancer if there was no pain? Correct. So I feel like very often when you're trying to trace the purpose of your life, 
pay attention to the pain. Yeah. Um, there is a, um, uh, a, a, her name is uh, Dr. Shalette uh, Stewart. Um, she got mad books, y'all. <laughs> Listen to her. Um, she, um, she actually just did a seminar for uh, the organization that um, I, I work with. She was one of the faculty members, and she talked about um, the biblical strategic approach for your uh your organization and one of the things that she said you know what is an important thing that you have to look for in order to um in order to grow your organization mm. and everyone was like oh you gotta take like inventory you gotta do this and you gotta do this and with uh the imagery that she had put up was literally the word and it on fire and it was pain wow she was like you gotta know your pain points in order to grow in order to fix in order to deal in order to know what's going wrong what's going right you gotta it is where you draw your attention not to stay there but to grow there yeah literally that yeah. part because um, your pain is ordained exactly and we have different pains for a reason right each and, of us is supposed to do something different and here's the thing i was like this Shattered Hole podcast is not for me to tell you how you're not going to have pain anymore. It's to give you a toolbox to deal with the pain that's coming. Yeah, the, she's the, good at that. The pain that's there and the pain that's coming because it's not supposed to overtake you. Mm -hmm. um, it is only supposed to build you, draw you closer. Mm -hmm. That is, it is, it is also itself a tool. It's not supposed to be your existence. Mm. Um and I was like, so, but I think we get caught there because of how the, how hot the fire is. Yes. There. I mean, when yeah. your tooth is on fire, your tooth is on fire. Correct. It's hard to when think of and feel anything When you're in pain, it's so else. intense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but here's what I know. Hmm. Um, what I have had the opportunity to be a part of in my lasagna of trauma. <laughs> yes is that there is a, also a much, much more sustenant mm. meal, entree, dessert, the house that the meal is in called victory. Mm. So that the lasagna can be small, but the house, the mansion, the land is vast. Mm. And then when you compare those two together, though you can smell the lasagna all over the house. Mm -hmm. uh, if you eat it at the wrong time, it can cause uncomfortable mm -hmm. situations. It can, it has so much power to do something. Yes. In it's good state and in it's rotting state. Both. Yet it does not compare mm. to the house it's in. Mm. And that's you. Mm. It's Gotta a part. Preach. It's a part, but it's not com it's not comparable to the uh, to the you that it's in. So it's um, not comparable we, to it's, the you that it's in. It's not comparable. Um, you have got to tell people how they can connect with you, Aww. <laughs> how they can get the series, mm -hmm. and um, really watch the reminder on the walls of their home when they forget mm. that there's a promise that there is a purpose that there is 
these depths of levels that are because you have more than one series. So there's depths of levels to get to that I can see it in, in the art. Thank you. So I bought one from each series today. Um, so yeah, yeah. we have Sheba from the healing series. And um, after the healing series, after I finished that series, well, I'm still working on that series. The next series that I started working on was Literary Empresses. And this is Zora from the Literary Empress series. Um, and that series was... I was just in a place where because I lost my mom, like I don't really have older women to give me advice about things anymore. Mm -hmm. And I just started thinking about all of these women that, you know, through reading their work, like Maya Angelou was the first one, Gwendolyn Brooks, then Zora, then Toni Morrison, um, that have given me wisdom, even though I've never physically met them. And so it was about like, well, if they were here, what would they tell me? Mm. And, you know, Zora here says, no, I do not weep at the world. I'm too busy sharpening my oyster knife. And even earlier when you were talking about how like this world will violate you mm -hmm. and then like blame you for being upset. Mm -hmm. You know, I think about when she said um, that if you don't if you're not vocal, they will kill you and say you enjoyed it. You Jesus know, <laughs> but like, nah, Zora, I love me some Zora. So that was the second series. Then the third series was actually uh, Walking in Wisdom because it was like once I got to a point where um, I started just attaining the wisdom, I knew that the next step was application. Like, mm. it's one thing to store up a bunch of wisdom. I yes. mean, that's cool, kind of. But it's only when you're able to really walk it out that you're able to, to activate it and allow it to be of use not only to yourself, but to those around you. Sure. So that's what that series was. And then the last series that I worked on for this season, because this is the fall collection, I'm working on the spring collection now, was actually Picnic Vibes. And this piece um, was Caribbean Picnic. So that's why you see all of these beautiful flags here um but yeah it was about the necessity of community while you're healing mm -hmm. because the other paintings that i did they were all just of a woman by herself and or a woman with animals mm -hmm. right but there's a huge aspect of healing that involves being surrounded by the right people yeah and so this was about that. Um, and as you mentioned, like the historical part, because mm -hmm. um, every woman in the center of the Picnic Vibe series is wearing like a locket. And this locket right here um, has a different revolutionary woman from that culture. This is the second piece in that series. The first piece was the Afro-Latina uh, picnic. And so the woman in the center is actually wearing a locket of Carlotta, who was an Afro-Cuban woman who's like a Harriet Tubman who mm. led like a revolt there. Um, the Caribbean one is wearing Nanny of the Maroons. I mean, Jamaica, like she's one of our national heroes, but she also like, you know, led a series, actually led a war. She was a, a, a female general of the Maroons enslaved ancestors who actually led um, a successful war against the British. But, you know, I wanted to include that in the picnic series because I feel like to be a woman of uh, a black woman, a woman of African descent in America, mm -hmm. even when you're at leisure, you're at leisure because of people who fought. 
so that you could be at peace. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, so that was the four from, um, from this collection. And again, the themes are just really healing, um, just, you know, process, promise, community, wisdom, application. And if you want to see more of the pieces, um, www empress e-m-p-r-e-s-s by b-y emicia e-m-i-c-i-a dot com so see my little empress <laughs> emicia empress by emicia so you we can will, go there yeah we'll put it on the bottom of the screen so there is no reason and it'll be in the caption there's no reason for you not to um to have it and to jump on board yes, ma'am. it is absolutely um an honor pleasure delight joy uh to have you on i am beyond grateful uh and we must do it again we literally must we do must it again. do it again y'all i'm just so grateful anytime i get to see samora anytime i get to build with her because she she's gonna give you good bricks you know, you people will throw you bricks and you don't need to build with them bricks because they're going to fall apart. Yeah. She's going to give you good bricks. Yeah, because uh, you won't say I gave it to you. Um, <laughs> but listen, I am always, always grateful um, to have this kind of heart talk with you. Mm. Um, it's because there's something that you needed that was in this conversation and I can promise you, you need to listen to this one a couple of times because there will be different segments that talk to you at different times and moments. And I need you to invite your friends into it. Mm. Don't be selfish. Ah, don't be selfish. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when a black mother snaps her fingers, like everybody looked up, like what's happening? They what did, did I do wrong? They did. Yeah. <laughs> but listen, I, value you you are so important you are so needed and i just want you to remember that i see you that i am listening that i love you and god bless mm -hmm.